0: And then uh, questions to players Mara Strickland and Aaron Rooney first, please. Uh, Steph, go ahead. Um, First of all, I just want to congratulate St. Joe's. It was a hard-fought game and, you know, two very good teams battling. And, um, you know, it's a a hard one for anybody to lose. Um, But, again, you know, just kind of the breaks go a certain way at the end. So, again, credit to St. Joe's and for their kids, and they've had an outstanding season. All right, questions for the players. Raise your hand. We have mics. For uh, Mar and Aaron, what did you guys see on the uh, the last play where um, Clark was whistled for the foul? I mean, yeah, I just saw her posting up. So exactly. Just- I not to sound bad, but I didn't see a foul at all. So, I mean, we're all pretty shocked and disappointed, and we just tried to stay focused on finishing the game out strong. But it was a tough call. Aaron, what broke down on that uh, final possession? Was that that one where she was posting up? Yeah, yeah you. Uh, I think I you the drifted the basket and went off the baseline. Well, the final possession, the, the final play, what broke down after the timeout? We were looking to isolate Aaron, and then because they switched, she saw that the you know the guard was covering Sam. That's when she looked inside. So we were going to take if Aaron was switched on by a big, we were going to attack. If if they switched and we had Sam, then you know we could go inside. Mara, on a night when you were struggling shooting, was there any sort of, n- not doubt, but maybe hesitation to keep going at it, keep putting up shots? I think um, in a game like this, you know, it, it, it was a tough game. So you can't have any hesitation. You just got to go out there and let it fly no matter what. Coach is always really positive about us taking, you know, taking our shots. So just trying to stay focused on defense and just continue to take the shots that I'm used to taking. Um, Aaron, last time you guys played St. Joe's, you missed a couple free throws late that led to them getting into overtime. Were those free throws in your head at all late in the game when you missed one of your two? Um, Well, after that game, obviously, like I needed to, thought I needed to practice my free throws, so I have been practicing them a lot. And so I went out to the line, fully confident that I was going to hit them. I didn't. For both of you two, I know we talked a couple weeks ago about just the turnaround of this program. Obviously, you still have some basketball you have to play with the WNIT, but just what it means to be one possession away from making the NCAA tournament, just put the season perspective as far as, I mean, 24 wins and just how exciting this year has been so far. I mean, I just have to say how proud I am of this team and how hard we've been working since day one and just, just how proud I am of the girls coming out. You know, being preseason ranked number 11 to be able to do what we did. I'm just, the girls worked so hard to turn around Florida women's basketball, so, I'm really proud. Others? <sighs> All right, girls, we're done. Thank you very much. All right, questions for Coach Caitlin. Oh, that's the same question. What did you see on the uh, final possession? Did you think that the foul was warranted? These are tough situations, especially when you're a veteran coach, because I've never lost a game like this in the situation. I've, I've always believed it should be the kids determine the outcome, and that's what's so disappointing is that, you know, let the kids determine that outcome. And, you know, again, I'd have to look at the call again. It's just the frustrating thing for me is I had been arguing about the other end, them doing the same thing, and so for it to go against you on the last play for a championship and the right to go to the NCAA tournament. You know, it was hard to say you know, because I haven't seen the film. You know, but the look was, you know, Aaron to attack. And then I think when Erin recognized they switched, she went inside the Sam. And, you know, it's just a tough time where you had to bite your tongue and just, you know, kind of suck it up. Coach, this team has been as resilient a team all year. What do you tell the girls after that resiliency just isn't enough at the end? Just that you're so proud of them. I mean, as you saw Mar and Aaron, they're just such a wonderful group of young ladies. I think they're great representatives of of Fordham. Um, You know, I'm I'm very fortunate. I mean, Fordham is extremely committed to being successful. It's just got great administration starting, you know, obviously with Father McShane and on down. And I'm just really proud to know that we've kind of taken a huge step and, and that we're a team to be reckoned with and that here we are, you know, on national TV playing for a championship. And, um, you know, I think this group of kids, you know, right now it hurts too much for them to recognize what they've done. I think, you know, in a month or so they'll be able to reflect back and, and see the accomplishments because we kind of were just in the moment, so to speak, for the last couple months. And we just, you know, try not to look ahead and just kind of, you know, we, as we refer to, win the day. Every day, win the day is people, win the day is students, and win the day is players. Coach? No. Could you comment on uh, having the Barclays Center as a venue for the final? I also want to thank the Atlantic 10. I just thought it was a first-class event. I mean, I thought the crowds from, on both sides were terrific. I thought that was a great statement of women's basketball for Barclays. I think everybody was a little nervous on what the turnout was going to be or what the venue was going to be because it's so big and it's such a beautiful, beautiful, you know, facility. Um, but, again, the Atlantic 10 office did a terrific job putting on a first-class event, and I think it was a well-fought game, and I think we represent Atlantic 10 women's basketball very well. You guys started out on a 12-0 run. Did you think the team became a little bit complacent? And then what changed in the second half where St. Joe's went on that 12 0 run to duplicate yours and sort of take I think take both the lead. teams start a little tight. i just been in a lot of games that that happens. I mean, our kids knew whether it was 12 0 that it was going to be a game of runs. Because even last time we played them, we were up nine at half. You know, and we knew by any means that the game wasn't over. They were shooting 20% from the field, you know, and obviously got reversed in the second half. We shot 28%, and they shot 52%. So um, I don't think it was complacency as, as, as much as, you know, I think, you know, St. Joe's was a little tight. I thought I thought they got good looks. They just didn't knock them down. Coach, can you talk a little bit about uh, the play of Natasha Cloud? It seemed like you, last time you had a hard time, or you handling Van Grinsven. This time around you handled her pretty well cloud seemed to really jump out there early in the second half. You know, I give all the credit to them. I mean, different nights, different people step up and that's kind of been, the, you know, the story for our team. It's just uh, I thought, you know, if we were going to have some somebody beat us, we wanted to make sure that, you know, we were going to dictate who was going to get those shots. I, you know, I think you know, St. Joe's capitalizes. The one time we gave a little breathing room to Erin Shield, she knocks down that big three. So, I mean, there was a couple turnaround points, that I'm sure if we had it back, we would, would want to play it a little differently. Ace had no idea it was her fifth foul, and a lot of it is just having an awareness. But the, it's because they play so hard, and, and, you know, you can't blame her for that. It just, you know, it was a tough situation, and it just, it, it's just been a, a terrific group. And you could point to about a, a bu- bunch of different, you know, plays that kind of came to the end of that. Coach, when St. Joe's finally took the lead and then got up four, what was the atmosphere in the huddle amongst you guys being down for the first time all game. Very calm. I mean it's a, it's a game of runs and we talk about that all the time. We work on special situations every day. So, you know, it was a very calm time. It was like, all right, they made their run time to make our run. We know it's a game of runs. We know the game wasn't over when we were up 8 or 12. We knew the game wasn't over when we were down 4. You know, I thought Abigail Corney hit some big threes so you know, keep us, you know, keep us in a situation where we could have pulled it out, you know, at the end, but um, like, as we said all along, I think the one operative word here is resilient. It's been a very resilient group. It's just, it's hard, you know, as I'm sure all of you know, you've been in athletics to walk away of a championship game and lose a game I won. You know, it's, it's it's hard to sit here and talk about it, but you know, it is what it is and uh, hats off to, to St. Joe's and um, we'll do our best to, to play some really good basketball from here on out. Steph, same thing you asked them, just I mean I know you still have some basketball left to play, but just this season as a whole so far, what, what it's meant to the program and to turning the round forward and back to being a winning program as opposed to what was a couple of years ago? I think I'll have some time, you know, once I can get away from from it all to really reflect and, and see where we are with it. Because, to be honest, I have tried not to reflect on it because I think then you stop kind of living in the moment. Um, it, it Once I have time to reflect on it, I think it will hit me how many firsts that we were able to accomplish, you know, and um, – You can't do it without having support. I mean, we have great support with our administration and we just have a, a great product in Fordham. I mean, it's, it's an easy sell. I often wonder when I was a head coach at St. Joe's why Fordham didn't win, you know. And having now be there and, and being part of Fordham, I realized that it has all the pieces to be successful, you know. And it just was a matter, as any coach will tell you, of getting a few players. And obviously the three additions we had along with last year's players, you know, there was just great chemistry. It was a very unselfish group and a very we before me attitude. And I think that's what carried us through. As mentioned, there is more basketball to play for you guys. But do you think this team passes the eye test? Do you think you earned an at-large bid to the NCAA tournament as posted? To it's WNIT? a tough thing. I mean, obviously, you know, when we made our early season schedule, we made it not knowing Morrow was going to be eligible. So we made it thinking, trying to build, you know, because you know you have to learn how to win first, and we hadn't. Fordham hadn't won. So when the mindset was made, it was made in a sense of all right, let's get some wins and learn how to win, and. You know, we've learned, obviously, a lot from this. I think St. Joe's did a great job with their schedule. I think they didn't have any bad losses, and they had some great wins. I mean, I think we're one of the best teams left because of the way we're playing right now, you know. So I, I think we have a strong case, but, you know, it's, it's a difficult situation. Obviously, when it comes down to the end like that, it doesn't matter if you're playing St. Joe's or playing UConn, but you knew what league you were coming into. What's it like to face St. Joe's with, with stakes like this? I mean, it's it, we spent the whole season, say, see no name on the jersey. You know, like we, we, it was a blank jersey for us. Everybody stood between us and what our goal was. And so when we went into that last game, we knew it was a hard-fought game the last time we played St. Joe's. So we just really looked at it as a blank jersey. And we looked at somebody standing between us and, and, and going to the NCAA tournament. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's obviously emotionally tough, you know, because I'd coached there. I mean, for the people on the staff there I coached, you know, so it, it was tough. But it, it, they're you know, a well-coached team, a very well-rounded team, and, you know, a very strong program. And, you know, I had a lot of great experiences there. So, I mean, it's bittersweet, obviously, you know, because it was for a championship. But, you know, that's, you know, the, that's what happens when you play the game. Um, St. Joe's shot 52% in the second half after shooting just 20 in the first. Is that as simple as their shots starting to drop or did something break down in the defense? I think it was the shots starting to drop. I mean, because they started off really cool. I mean, they're not a 21% shooting team, so I think it was a matter of their start, Their shots started to drop and any time that we had any type of little let up, they, they capitalized on it. I mean, when you keep a team in the 40s, you've obviously done a really good job defensively. I think, you know, offensively, we, we kind of got out of rhythm a little bit and I think we got down to the shot clock a little too much. But, um, again, we didn't shoot particularly well in the second half. But, you um, it's just on different nights different people step up you know and unfortunately we fell you know two points short all right two more questions anybody else all right right, thank thank you. you